0: Today, for some inexplicable reason, I'm missing family members that have passed away. Each of them had their own impact on me, and probably others as well, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing to hold them in remembrance, except for the tears that cloud my eyes. The first person that comes to my mind is my Aunt Laura, my father's sister, I'm telling you, she made the best pound cake you've ever tasted, and in spite of following her recipe to the letter, mine doesn't even come close. Aunt Laura was not big in stature, but her personality and hospitality more than made up for that. She never failed to set a table laden with delicious food, went out of her way to help others, and was the mother of four, which in itself is no small feat. A smoker for life, She hid her cigarettes from her children when her health declined and was known to have a little toddy at the end of the day in front of the TV. When my daddy was hospitalized for weeks in her hometown, a couple of hours from mine, she opened her house to any family member who wanted to stay there and had a warm meal waiting whenever they returned. I will never forget that. And although he's gone now too, just like she is, I know my daddy won't either. My Aunt Kitty prepared me for life by loving my chubby little body from the time I could walk until the day she died. At five feet in her high heels, she prided herself on the ability to quote-unquote walk downtown a couple of blocks from her house every day, often dining at the Hotel Russell Erskine in the days of my early childhood. She drove at an excessive speed unless she was on the highway, prompted by the flooring of the gas pedal to get her motor started. I spent untold Sundays after church at her house, wandering through her garden, playing dress up and wearing her jewelry, and often ending with a fried sausage sandwich on white bread with lots of mayonnaise. I can tell you I've tried that combination recently, just to see if it was as I remembered it, and I was overcome by the grease on it. That sandwich is not for the faint of heart. We had many a Sunday buffet lunch at the hotel, where her admonition of take what you want, but eat what you take, guided me with abandon. One Sunday, I tested it by loading my plate up with banana pudding, corn on the cob, and macaroni and cheese. I have to say, that falls in the category of Okay, been there, done that. Watching the University of Alabama win in a fourth overtime play recently reminded me of how much both my daddy and his mother loved watching this college team play. I am still an ardent fan and have made a disciple of one of my closest friends as well. I don't make plans at all for any Saturday afternoon during football season, as that time is reserved for the tide as the team is called. I even taught my adopted grandchildren roll tide as one of the first phrases they learned. I often feel my daddy watching as well in spirit these days, cheering them on and cautioning me not to get too upset if they mess up every now and then. If you were raised in the South in the 50s, you know how important football is to your well-being. If you were not, then you'll just have to take my word for it when I say I cannot imagine a life without Alabama football. This is a treasured legacy. It means the world to me, as evidenced by my reaction when they, on rare occasion, lose. It's not a pretty sight. I don't mean them. I mean me. My mother, a lover of beauty in all guises, never fails to inspire me at the holidays. I cannot tell you the number of times I marveled at her holiday decorations in volume, if nothing else. Excess was a word liberally applied to making her house festive during the holiday season, and in her later years, she opted for thematic decorations. Ribbons, angels, birds, not live, thankfully, festooned our Christmas tree, often with a color scheme as well. There could be ribbons of a certain pattern cascading down forward sides of the tree, festooning four chandeliers, repeated on package wrapping, and often accented by massive flower arrangements throughout the house. This kind of undertaking necessitates long-term planning, copious purchasing, and enough long afternoons uninterrupted to produce her desired outcome. While I can appreciate her creativity, I can't and won't attempt to honor her with my own decorations. I feel honored to have been the recipient of many years of this opulence, but choose to have a very slimmed-down version in my own home. She never fails to come to mind, though, with every greenery purchase, every gift wrapping, and any day during the month between Thanksgiving and Christmas. I credit my mother with her gift of celebration and do my best to maintain it throughout the year because... Why wait for just that one month? The holidays can bring about nostalgia and a sometimes overwhelming longing for what I once deemed so important in my life. Although I did not always enjoy every moment of the holiday spent with my family, I will say there are memories that never will be forgotten. Like the time my sister and I delivered presents for my parents' friends on Christmas Eve, And every time I approached the car after a drop-off, she either accelerated or backed up. The number of times I fell for this is embarrassing, and we both got a good laugh from it. Just like my Aunt Laura's pound cake, my mother had her own recipes as well, and these were replicated for my daddy long after she was gone. Cheese biscuits no bigger than two inches across when baked and made from scratch, stuffed with butter and country ham, served right out of the oven, To say this is a labor-intensive undertaking is an understatement. Likewise, the perfect sugar cookie, lighter than air, and perfected from many years of trying recipes until the ultimate one was finally found. I don't know what it is that makes a memory stand out among so many, but I believe we all have some and we claim them as our own. Some are continued as family traditions, whether we still enjoy them or not. Some fall by the wayside like jello moles, and some remain with us for as many years as we're alive, reminding us of our history, our joy, and the love that touched us. Thank you for listening to Now That You Ask. I hope you found this episode insightful and perhaps entertaining too. Don't forget to subscribe, and if you enjoy the show, please take a moment to rate and review it on iTunes. If you didn't like the show, well, I guess you just lost a few minutes of your life. But you might want to try another one. They're all really different. You can also listen to past episodes and subscribe to email updates on nowthatyouaskpodcast.com. Bye-bye for now.